Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Calm Pock Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. And I guess I can now say author of the Chicken Whisperer's Fact or Chicken Poop collection uh, that we're looking at. Uh, wow, uh, getting that uh, done really, really soon. i got to get the pen on the paper here real quick for that. So, uh, again, want to thank you for tuning in today to the show. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I've got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. He's going to be coming on here shortly, and we're talking all about supplements and when to use them. Uh, last week, we had on poultry scientist Dr. McRae. We talked about dealing with summer heat, summer chicken challenges, and uh, we, we touched on that a little bit, how in the summertime they uh, eat less and drink more, so most of their nutrients and all the requirements come out of their feed, not their water, so how that can affect the, the birds. I'm sure Peter will touch on that a little bit today, but we're going to be talking about overall, not just summertime, but year-round supplements, what are good supplements, bad supplements, when which should we give them, how should we give them. Um, you know, there's there's been debate on not, um, and most people agree, not to uh, add the vitamins and electrolytes to their water all the time. Give it for a few days, take it away for a few days, give it for a few days, maybe just on the hottest days. Um, if you have a heat spell, uh, three or four days, and then take it away and give them fresh, cool water. Uh, other supplements like the whole array. So uh, we've covered this before, but it is time to do it again. And uh, I'm really looking forward and glad and uh, honored to have Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, joining us today. So that is awesome. No chickens in the news today. I'm going to go right to our first commercial break, get that out of the way. Uh, When that wraps up, we'll come back. And uh, by then, probably around 210, Peter will be calling in, and we'll get right to our topic. And then around 240, we'll go to uh, our second commercial break. Just two commercial breaks uh, per show. That's it. Less than uh, FM radio, less than AM radio, less than television, but I've got to do those two breaks. Those folks make the show possible. Those folks help me spread the chicken love all around the country, and they help provide you with these awesome guests we have on the show, like Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, Maurice Patiski, the uh, poultry veterinarian, poultry scientist, Dr. McRae, um, the USDA with the MPIP program. Um, they're all on the show. And we thank you for tuning in. So I'm going to go to commercial break, get that out of the way, guys. We'll come back. We'll have Peter Brown talking all about supplements today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends over at Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, 
Our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Give the full a day directly into their water is all it takes for a stronger immune system. Introducing ePoultry, an all-natural, whey-based soluble that will help improve your flock's overall health. Made by farmers for farmers right here in the USA. ePoultry is a safe, all-natural way to give your birds the strong immune system they deserve. Learn more and purchase at www.eanimalproducts.com. That's www.eanimalproducts.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. 
So when you hear that cry in the sky... You'll know it's Super Chicken. All righty, thank you very much for uh, joining us today and staying with us on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Again, we got a great show lined up for you today if you're just tuning in. Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply, talking all about supplements and when to use them. He'll be calling in here in the next two minutes, guaranteed, and we'll bring him right on. So, um, yeah, as I kind of hinted to it at the beginning of the show, uh, the contracts are signed uh, to uh, really a double book deal. One, a, an, an official second edition uh, to my first book. It's been out five years this coming September. It's got a five-year birthday coming up, and uh, it'll be uh, a complete second edition for that. We'll be taking some things out, putting some things in. Uh, Poultry scientist Dr. McCray will be working on uh, that with me. She was a co-author of the first book, and uh, I think probably within a three-month period, we'll be done with that revision, and that new second edition will be released this coming spring of 2017. Uh, and then I honestly thought that uh, was designed and scheduled to be out for 2018, but it looks like according to the dates that were in the contract, they're going to try to push this thing and get this done and get it released for spring of 2017 as well. And it's uh, the new book will be all based on our uh, our awesome and so very popular website, Fact or chickenpoop.com, and the way that book is going to work is uh, we will post, I'll, I'll, uh, each chapter will have different topics like nutrition or what have you, and then under that um, we'll have uh, a statement that was found on a blog or a forum or something else chicken-related or maybe another book perhaps, and um, it'll have a statement that someone's posted, and then we'll send it to the appropriate uh, expert poultry veterinarian, poultry scientist, poultry professor, um, uh, extension poultry specialist, uh, top universities, uh, top diagnostic centers, and um, we'll have them not only reply to uh, the statement, and we're not doing millions of dollars worth of research to prove it doesn't work, but we were here to tell you that there is no proof out there that it does work, and then they will follow that up so it's still educational uh, with uh, known and approved and proven methods for that statement. Uh, so it'll be educational. It'll be like a Mythbusters for chickens, but follow up with good information on a lot of topics that we see over and over and over on the blogs and forums. So really looking forward to that book as well. Um, and um, i got to get the pen to paper very, very soon. The deadlines are starting to come up. I got to get busy. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply, joining us today. Uh, always blessed to have him on, and we're talking about supplements, how to use them, not just for the summer. It's important, like we talked about, they uh, drink more, eat less. Most of their nutri nutrients and, and, and nutrition comes from that feed. If they're eating less, do we need to supplement that because they are eating less and maybe not getting what they need for a healthy life? Uh, but really, all throughout the year, uh, hopefully, he'll touch on a little bit about the oregano and other things that we can add, vitamins, electrolytes, all this great stuff. And uh, But we'll be done by 3 o'clock, I promise. And let's go to the phone lines. Peter, thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, are you dealing with the heat okay up there in good old Maryland? Yeah, dealing with uh, not only the heat, but now with the uh, uh, insane rain and severe thunderstorms. Yeah. Um, it's rumbling out there now. Again, we had them this morning which were not too bad. Uh, Tuesday we had them pretty bad, <clears throat> heavy rain, thunder, lightning, 
um, few counties away from here, over in Howard County, they had an actual tornado touchdown. Uh, it's, it's been crazy. <laughs> That's pretty rare in that area. We we started here in the south, especially in the south, middle and south Georgia. Um, we, we, we've kind of been included in the southeastern uh, uh, tornado alley. We all know about the one in, in Oklahoma and you know, all that and, and Kansas. Whatnot. But um, there, there seems to be over the years one that kind of moves through um, uh, Alabama and comes up through kind of the southeastern tornado alley. But they're not real common up there, are they? No, not at all. And uh, to, to actually have one, you know, uh, you know, touch down and do some significant damage, uh, you know, is kind of uh, unnerving a little bit. Uh, reminds me of living in Indiana uh, years back. Um, oh, yeah. You know, where at any time of the day you could have a, a tornado watch or a tornado touchdown or something along those lines. But, you know, uh, the things are changing. I don't think that, um, uh, you know, with the different temperatures, uh, we really don't have much of a spring here. It's kind of either cold or um you know, right into a, a much warmer uh, environment than it's been in years past. And it's been coming on for several years. Uh, you can just watch it, you know, uh, change. Um, you know, my brother lives um, in New York State out on Long Island, and um, over the years there they've seen it change quite a bit as, as well. Their, their winters are getting uh, uh, hotter, a lot more snow, uh, and that goes back to when I was a kid growing up that we had a lot of snow, and it seemed to change over the years and get less and less to get snow, but not as much. And, um, you know, my brother uh, does a lot of snow removal. He's in a, got an asphalt paving company, so in the wintertime they do a lot of, you know, snow removal. And stuff. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of – you can call it ch- climate change, call it whatever you want, but, you know, the changes are there. We see it here. Um, normally we would have butterflies, you know, running around here now, but we haven't seen very many. Um, we've had a, a few lay their eggs, but the um, – the, um, caterpillars that they turn into after the egg stage um, uh, weren't viable. They grew about halfway and then died. And, you know, there, there's no pesticides here. We don't use any, and the, uh, they've got plenty to eat. But you could tell with, a, with uh, uh, one or two that we've had so far that uh, something isn't right. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but uh, they grow about half the size they normally would, would grow to and then stop growing, stop eating, and uh, just die. So, uh, but it hasn't been that many of them yet. But you know, last year uh, we raised here um, um, the uh, eastern black swallowtails. We raised at, at least, uh, uh, at a minimum, 60 of them. And uh, you know, it's it's quite quite a thing just to watch them. Every time I see, I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. And every time you see it making their chrysalis and what have you, it's uh, and and liberating themselves from it and drying off and flying away. It's just uh, really exciting. Even at my age. <laughs> <laughs> yep, still enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, no, good. I'm, I'm glad everything's, uh, yeah, going well. And um, we're always glad to have you on here, as always. You've got a big following and been doing this for, for you, you, you you said it, not me, even at your age. But you've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and uh, long time. And, a few days anyway. Yeah. <laughs> of your uh, experience and your take on things. So uh, I know we've covered this before, but uh, along with what Bridget talked about last week with uh, preparing, you know, ch- uh, summer chicken challenges, I know that a lot of people reach for those supplements in the summertime for various reasons, but there's some mm-hmm. that we can use off 
round, and, and there's there's others too that um, not just season related, but health related too. So I thought we could uh, not go into a whole lot of detail, but because uh, we've covered it before, but just give a really good overview on things. We can start with summer uh, and talk about since we here we are. Uh, and then kind of talk about just uh, in general supplements uh, across the board throughout the year. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it's it's a good topic either way and ties in, you know, with the summertime part of it as well. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it applies year-round. Um, you, you, um, I call it, in, in my own mind, kind of reading the flock, if you will. Um, you know, the, the, the birds that we have here, um, even though now it's, they're just down to about a dozen or so, um, you know, if they have good fresh feed in front of them and plenty of space and, and water, uh, everything seems to go along fine. We've not had any problems here in, in quite some time, um, and I, I monitor the flock very closely uh, for you know uh, behavioral problems uh, because they're mostly roosters now. And um, but you know, other folks don't know. May may not always have the time. Maybe not have the expertise to to uh, to make sure. Uh, that the birds are getting everything that they need. So that's that's where supplementation comes in. Um, and knowing a little bit about it, um, you know, can go a long way to uh, helping the flock and making them healthier. Um, you know, I've talked numerous times, and I think this plays into it as well. Um, I've been handling a lot of these things here lately from the standpoint of uh, people calling me and, and uh, uh, have birds that either aren't laying, stopped laying, um, um, or have had uh, what we call a, a blowout, which is the uh, the uh, oviduct um, coming out of the end of the uh, the, the vent, uh, and so on. And a lot of these things, you know, they're manageable. Uh, most things with birds are just a management problem. Uh, heat stress is a, is a management problem uh, more so than anything, because if you you know if you wait till the last minute to manage something. Uh, the chances of turning it around in a positive manner at that moment uh, diminish very quickly. But if you, uh, you know, plan for it, you know, uh, listen to the weather report and and uh, and find out what's going on in your area, you can prepare yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, to me, you know, I go on Facebook and and, and whatever, uh, and I see uh, besides the predator problem, which always behooves me to understand. Um, just can't wrap my head around that. But um, the, the the problems that, that people have, uh, the majority of it, not all of it, but the majority of it is self-inflicted. And um, by just doing a little bit of do, due diligence, uh, you know, either with supplementation or taking away the treats, the overabundance uh, of, of treats just boggles my mind. I just can't, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I understand, you know, for a lot of folks it's a, it's a feel-good thing. Uh, I do understand all of it. It's just that... Uh, it doesn't do the birds uh, any justice, and I know there are people who will want to argue that point, but um, time in and time out, we've, we've proved it uh, in and out, um, not only on this show, but in, in my everyday doings, uh, dealing with people. Um, you know, um, there was somebody on, on Facebook just the other day, you know, uh, talking about their, their big, fat hens. They're big, they're fat, they're this, they're that, but, you know, they waddle, they can't half walk, or, you know, and they've got other... Uh, other anomalies going on. So <clears throat> supplementation uh, is a good thing used in, in moderation, used in the, in the proper context. Um, so whether uh, it's a weather-related problem uh, or whether it is a, um, 
stress-related problem. Uh, stress in humans and in and in chickens uh, and in most animals. Uh, I know about uh, animals outside of, of chickens about uh, what a, how much of a problem it is, but I know what stress does. Whether you're a, a chicken, a duck, a cow, or, or a human, uh, it's deadly. And um, uh, I think the, the more that people get an understanding of that. Uh, then they can understand how all these things fit together. It's like pieces of a puzzle. And uh, so supplementation, um, they're your, your, your standard vitamin package that you might pick up at a feed store or uh, pretty much anywhere else, for the most part, um, will um, comprise of two, two vitamin categories, a water-soluble and a fat-soluble. And uh, what that basically means uh, is that the water-soluble ones are all, all of your B vitamins, uh, B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B9, B12. Uh, B9, uh, uh, most people wouldn't notice that, but you'd all notice uh, folic acid. Uh, also plays a big part in, in human uh, health uh, when uh, women are um, uh, pregnant and bearing children. Um, and vitamin C, uh, biotin is also called vitamin H, um, that's more of a European flavor uh, here in this country. It's called biotin. Uh, but they're all water-soluble. So what it means to you at the end of the day is that uh, you put it in the bird's water, um, and um, the bird will use what it needs, and it will excrete out uh, almost immediately uh, with every uh, dropping any of the excess of those. So it's pretty hard to overdose them on the water-soluble uh, vitamins. Okay? Uh, and... Um, so when you put that in there, uh, it, it will supplement uh, the feed. If you're using a feed that's poor quality, um, that may be one of the reasons you might, you might supplement. You might also supplement a breeder flock uh, that's high-producing not only in eggs, but you're asking them to perform uh, at a very high level, uh, and usually um, the best outcomes for uh, hatching eggs and viability of, of those hatching eggs uh, is to uh, supplement uh, the birds. Now, prior to putting birds together, I recommend uh, that you uh, supplement them for 10 to 14 days every day in the drinking water, and then after you put the birds uh, together, uh, go ahead and, and do it uh, no more than three days a week. That way uh, you've got them up to speed before you start collecting hatching eggs, and you should have a really good, fruitful, uh, and successful uh, uh, hatching season by just paying attention to a few things because it doesn't take much of any vitamin uh, as we've talked about in the past uh, a lot of these vitamins rely on each other in order to be uh, utilized properly by the bird so a deficiency in one vitamin may lead to uh, a deficiency in several other vitamins uh, all at the same time unbeknownst to you and therefore uh, you know cause a whole bunch of, uh, of problems now, the second part is the fat-soluble vitamins, and we'll go into them in a minute, but they are more uh, volatile from the standpoint that um, they are not excreted very easily out of the body. So we'll, we'll go into that in a, in a minute. Um, but you know, all of this is important uh, at the end of the day uh, as to how well your flock is going to feel, uh, how well they're going to perform for you. And this doesn't matter whether you have them as a pet. This doesn't matter whether you have them for uh, meat purposes or uh, uh, egg-laying purposes or breeding purposes. It's all tied together by supplementation at the right time with the right products. Um, you know, uh, can go a long way to you being successful. Uh, more eggs, uh, more viable eggs are being hatched, uh, better chicks uh, being born, uh, 
and um, and thriving and, and not having all kinds of uh, of anomalies. Um, we often see, you know, um, Facebook and other places on the internet, uh, you know, talking about uh, um, you know rye neck and all the other things that are associated uh, with uh, some sort of a deficiency, whether it be mineral or, or, or vitamin. So. Um, some of the things you can look for, and, and I did write an article, Andy, you would probably know, I, I can't remember, I believe it was in one of the early uh, uh, issues of the Chicken Whisperer magazine, which I urge everybody to go and get their free edition. If you don't have it, I don't understand why. Um, some terrific uh, people writing for the magazine and some terrific articles in the magazine. It's, uh, it's, really, uh, it's really something worthy of, of having, especially when you can get it for free. Um, mm-hmm. So you might be able to direct people to the article that I wrote there, which which will give them you know further insight into uh, uh, probably more than what we can you know say here uh, in this uh, this hour. But anyway, so when you start looking at the water soluble uh, vitamins, uh, a deficiency of uh, vitamin B1 will start there. Um, this can uh, give you neurological disorders, uh, and it also uh, is part of the uh, problems with uh, appetite loss. Now. That doesn't mean that every bird you see that has some sort of, of uh, uh, issue uh, walking or standing up or, or whatever has a, a vitamin B1 uh, um, uh, deficiency, uh, but it certainly could be. Um, and you need to uh, try to uh, sort these things out. Uh, vitamin B2 um, is associated with the curly toe paralysis and, and slow growth, um, and that would be your riboflavin. The B1 is, uh, is uh, thiamine. Uh, the B3 uh, is niacin, uh, and this is a uh, slow growth. Um, uh, digestive uh, disorders um, can be associated uh, with this. So you can already see how one thing plays on another. Uh, for instance, uh, a, 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 a deficiency of, of vitamin uh, uh, B1, which is your thiamine and your, um, your niacin, uh, the, the deficiency of one is going to give you appetite loss, uh, but the deficiency of the other, the, the B3, is going to give you digestive orders. You put the two together, and you've got a bird that doesn't want to eat. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, so you know, one plays on the other. So one can start it, and the other can make it worse. I guess that's a better way of saying it. Okay? Um, and this one everybody should be concerned about, pantothenic acid, uh, also known as vitamin B5, um, a deficiency in this will lead to uh, hatchability issues, okay? So if you're out there trying to get all the chicks you can to sell uh, during the hatching season, a uh, deficiency um, in the panathenic acid uh, is going to give you uh, uh, two problems, lowered egg production, so you're not going to get as many eggs, and then it's a possibility uh, that the eggs that you do get from a flock that's deficient in, in, in this uh, vitamin uh, won't hatch well. Uh, and this this may be, and uh, have no direct information to back this up. But some of these birds that are that are um, out there, um, <clears throat> failure to thrive may be associated with some of these vitamin deficiencies, or a genetic uh, or other reason, or inability to absorb these vitamins properly. Uh, and um, uh, that, in, its, in and of itself, uh, can uh, you know lead to some of these disorders that that we uh, were talking about. And again, I don't want everybody to run off and think they've got this particular one or that particular one. It takes takes a lot of um, and uh, thought to be put into these things to look at other other things that may cause uh, birds, uh, you know, to lose their appetite. Uh, Merrick's for one, 
Um, uh, uh, yeah, coccidiosis, uh, worms, uh, and things of that nature, uh, respiratory issues, just like in humans when you've got a cold, the flu, you're not going to go out and have a five-course dinner or neither are your chickens. They're going to they're back away from the feed trough and, and things of that nature. Um, so just be aware of that. I think one of the smartest things that the people can do, and we've talked about this till the cows come home, but that's get that old five-gallon bucket out, sit it down in the middle of the yard, and uh, keep an eye on everybody and see what everybody's doing. Um, watch them. And uh, generally, for the most part, the birds will end up telling you when they're not well because when old Molly comes walking across that yard and her tail's dragging, wings are drooping, and it's not uh, stinking hot out and everything else, she's got a problem, and the problem needs to be fixed now. Um, one thing about chickens, I will say, if, if you haven't already figured it out, is that uh, when they get a, 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 an issue of any kind, if it's not addressed pretty quickly, they generally go downhill and, and don't survive. So um, mm -hmm. you, know, you might want to take that into consideration uh, you know, when they're out there taking a look at these chickens. Don't say you'll do it tomorrow because tomorrow may never come for that particular chicken. Okay. Uh, vitamin B6, uh, pyro uh, pyridoxine. Um, <clears throat> this can be uh, problems with birds that... Uh, Convulse, have convulsions, um, and what we call skin dermatitis. These are lesions uh, on the skin. Okay, um, and who knows? Uh, you know, vitamin uh, B6, the pyridoxine, may be uh, involved uh, in in rye neck. We don't know. Um, I don't know of anybody that truly knows 100% exactly what the causes are uh, of rye neck, other than the fact that I know a lot of it is caused by. Uh, genetic susceptibility. Okay. Uh, biotin uh, is responsible for uh, a lot of your um, skin lesions in, in birds, not only in birds, but humans and, and uh, dogs and, and so on. So the lack of, of biotin or inability of the bird to absorb uh, uh, biotin properly uh, can lead to uh, having skin lesions. Um, it also leads to uh, depression. Depression leads to not eating, um, so on and so forth. So one, as you can see, as we go through these, one thing begets the other. They all rely on each other in balance to do the job, and that is, you know, extremely, uh, uh, you know, important. Uh, vitamin B12. A lot of people like to use it um, uh, as a um, appetite stimulant. Um, it has been used uh, to do that. Uh, but it also, lack of, of the B12, uh, ends up with birds with uh, what we call porosis, uh, deformed leg bones, uh, poor feathering, anemia, uh, fatty liver, uh, all of those things. Uh, vitamin C is generally not considered as a, a, a vitamin that is uh, crucial to, to birds, um, but a, birds can synthesize it themselves. But if there were a deficiency, uh, you could see slower growth uh, and uh, and uh, weak eggshells. Okay. And then we uh, get off to the uh, fat-soluble vitamins. Uh, these would be your A, D, E, and K. Now this group uh, is more troublesome, or can be more troublesome to you, from the standpoint that over supplementation over a long period of time, um, and um, I can't tell you with any degree of certainty what that time frame is, but uh, that's why when I tell you that if uh, 
if I were going to supplement my breeder birds, I would do it for 10 to 14 days every day, and then after that, knock it off to, uh, you know, no more than three days uh, a week um, to make sure that we don't have an overabundance of the, uh, uh, the fat-soluble vitamins, uh, you know, building up in the bird's uh, body, causing toxicity. And that's where your mortality could come in uh, if you were really overdoing it. Um, in, in modern times, I really haven't seen anybody that really had uh, overdone it, uh, you know, to my knowledge anyway, with, with, <clears throat> with the uh, vitamins. But it is certainly possible, and you need to keep that in the back of your mind uh, when you're doing things. Um, if you, and again, it goes back to the fact of trying to decide, to decide whether or not birds need to be supplemented or not. And that would, you know, again, go back to the quality of the feed that you're giving, uh, too many treats can also keep them from eating the feed that's necessary. Uh, the um, feed that you get at the feed store is called a complete feed for a reason, uh, and that's because everything they need to grow and thrive and do well uh, is in that feed. And if you uh, force them to do something else and eat your treats, uh, your little Twinkies or whatever you're giving them, um, they end up uh, having problems uh, uh, either with their their bones, uh, ability to walk, skin, eyesight, uh, all these things, um, you know, can come into play by by uh, not allowing them to eat uh, sufficiently the feed that they need to eat to thrive and grow. That's a common problem. People do it all the time. I get calls every day uh, with people that have overdone it with treats, and uh, it's uh, certainly up to the individual, you know, uh, who's who's. Uh, uh, giving the treats to uh, to make that uh, distinction for themselves. But um, so <clears throat> we look at vitamin A um, and a deficiency of vitamin A. What could that give you? Um, this is where your eyesight comes in. This goes a lot of this stuff I'm talking about goes for humans as well. Pretty much fits the same category. Um, but uh, it um, there can be eye lesions, cataracts, uh, and um, it can be problems with uh, muscle coordination, and again, the longer the uh, vitamin A uh, deficiency goes on and the greater uh, lack of vitamin A, uh, the more severe the muscle incoordination can be. That's uh, shaking, inability to walk properly, stand, so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, vitamin D should be a, a, a no-brainer. Um, <clears throat> this would be rickets. Um, this would be uh, uh, weak bones. Uh, we see this uh, as being common in what is commonly known as cage layer fatigue. <clears throat> and uh, cage layer fatigue is generally um, an inability of the bird to absorb the vitamin D3 uh, and calcium leading to um, uh, rickets <clears throat> and or um, breaking of the, of the um, uh, rib cage bones. And you'll, on, on post-mortem examination, you'll be able to see that. Uh, where the bones have been broken and, and um, where the break is, there'll be a, a, a bead of calcium formed around the break to bring it back together uh, once the D3 and the calcium have been restored to the proper level. And uh, so it's pretty easy to see that uh, uh, when you're um, uh, looking at it under a post-mortem examination. And uh, obviously at the same time, if these birds are in production, you're going to see eggshell problems as well. Um, Depending, again, on how severe the calcium uh, vitamin D3 uh, problem is, 
whether it be caused by uh, it not being sufficient in the feed or not sufficient amount of feed being fed. However it comes about doesn't matter. Um, and you would possibly see uh, weak bones as well. And these are bones that, um, uh, for the most part, become almost rubber-like instead of being um, uh, stiff and being able to hold up the bird's weight. Uh, these would bow pretty easily. You can, you can bend them very easily. Uh, so it's something that... Um, that you need to be uh, aware of that these things do happen. Um, and um, <clears throat> before I go on, uh, also you might want to uh, be saying to yourself, okay, how's it become toxic? Well, these vitamins, A, D, and K, the fat-soluble vitamins, uh, they're all stored in the body instead of being excreted out, okay, like the, the water-soluble vitamins. So the water-soluble vitamins are going to be taken in, like I said, but it's going to use what it needs. It's going to excrete the rest out. Vitamin A, D, E, and K, uh, the bird's going to take it in, use what it needs immediately, and then it's going to store the rest of it, okay? And where the toxicity comes in, there's two main places that it's, it's stored. There are other places, but the two main places that it's going to be stored are the brain and the liver. So you can see, you know, toxicity there uh, in the brain, especially the liver, um, going to create a lot of problems. You generally don't see these problems uh, when you see it in, in uh, uh uh, if you have high-producing birds and you're, and you're supplementing, uh, if you're supplementing properly, you generally won't see any of these kinds of, of, of problems over the long haul unless there's some sort of either genetic or other uh, disease entity that keeps the vitamins from being absorbed properly through the intestine. Okay? And that's one of the reasons in past shows we've hammered home uh, the fact about good gut health. Uh, the healthier the gut, you know, the better off you're going to be. Um, because the majority of the bird's immune cells reside in the intestinal tract. So it behooves you to keep the uh, intestinal mm -hmm. tract in intact. Andy, did you want to take a break uh, for commercials, or are we yeah. going to just go straight through? All right, you Let's want to do, do that? that and one earlier, and then okay. uh, we'll give a break, and people can do a restroom break or whatever they, they want to do or need to do, or uh, go sharpen that okay. pencil. So that's great. Folks, we're talking and so glad to be talking to Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply, long-time um, regular guest of the show. You can He's here on the third Thursday of every single month. And um, today we happen to be talking about supplements and how important they are to our flock um, all the year round and not just here for the summer. So uh, stay with us. This will be our la uh, second and final commercial break for the show today. We'll be back right after this with more on supplements. The Yardbird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in less than 15 seconds. The compact size makes it easy to transport and easy to store. The one and a half horsepower motor and 20 inch stainless steel tub can handle two eight pound birds at the same time. There are no belts or pulleys to wear out and no adjustments necessary which makes it virtually maintenance free. For more information about how you can own this must-have chicken processing product, visit YardbirdChickenPluckers.com today. That's YardbirdChickenPluckers.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. 
That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Wear Manufacturing. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H-Feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Thank you very much for staying with us today. And we've got about 15 more minutes to uh, wrap this up. Great topic, all about supplements in our backyard flock. And want to remind everybody, the article that uh, Peter was referring to, you can see that uh, at um, Chicken whisperermagazine.com and you can head over there you can subscribe to the digital edition for free okay and, and there'll be a button at the top of the page that says subscribe to the free digital pub or publication click on that and type in basically your name and your email and then you will get that magazine emailed to you four times a year uh, and have all that wonderful wonderful information to keep a healthy backyard flock of chickens from two true chicken experts in their field from around the country. Absolutely free. It won't cost you a dime. Um, and if, But if you like 
uh, a real magazine you can sit on the easy chair and flip through, and a lot of people like that. It's like a you know the the the, the touchy feely. Hey, this is I like reading a real magazine. We can accommodate you. Nine ninety five per year, and we'll mail one right to your mailbox. So uh, it's that simple. And uh, also, if you go there, if you click on um, not only issues, you can read every issue, but if you click on articles, it's uh, all separated for you. It's all the article topics uh, we've ever done over the last uh, two and a half years, and you can read all those articles for free on- online. Even if you don't feel like subscribing, you can still go to the website <laughs> and read all the information. Absolutely free, because that's what we're about, getting the right information into your hands so you can have a healthy flock and not have to worry about what you find on a blog. Okay, so here we go. Back over to Peter Brown, the Chicken Doctor, and we'll continue with supplements, my friend. Okay, so um, <clears throat> with the vitamin D end up, you know, with the, I explained the rickets and, uh, and the, you know, the weak bones and that kind of thing. And um, then we move on to the vitamin E. And again, uh, you can see inappetence with the vitamin E. So uh, you got birds that are not going to eat. So you couple the vitamin E uh, back up with the uh, uh, vitamin B1 uh, uh, and the uh, the biotin with the depression. Uh, and uh, you know you've got some some real issues uh, you know coming coming your way. Uh, you know, the, the same thing with the uh, throw the vitamin B3 in there at the same time. And uh, so <clears throat> the main thing I'm trying to point out is that multiple vitamins can cause different issues, and, the, and the, when you get more than one of them ganging up on you, you've got a, you know, a real issue, and um, they, uh makes it harder to turn things around. Um, a good vitamin package, uh, you know, is essential to have on hand. Uh, I'm a firm believer in something's better than nothing. Um, the... Uh, the Vitapro B that we sell here uh, and have sold for many, many years, uh, as far as we're concerned, and as far as uh, a, a tremendous amount of people that buy the product on a regular basis uh, and use it, uh, uh, speak you know highly a- about it. Very concentrated, quarter teaspoon per gallon uh, contains everything you need, including a probiotic. So, uh, you know, know what you're buying and and know you know know the source of where you're getting it from, and uh, generally you won't have any problems. Uh, one of the other things about vitamin E uh, deficiency would be uh, encephalomalacia. Uh, uh, this would be brain problems uh, uh, or, or, and or nerve problems uh, that can be associated with it. And this is where the thing comes in with the rye neck with, uh, uh, with chickens. Uh, there's also uh, um, you know, a bunch of talk about the selenium part of it. I honestly feel that the selenium part of it, uh, while it is a possibility, uh, is probably uh, not the culprit overall. It's either the vitamin E, uh, more than likely, or uh, a genetic uh, uh, deal where you, you're just not going to be able to uh, to fix it one way or another. Um, and, and the reason I say that is the amount of of, um, uh, of selenium that uh, a bird needs uh, is minuscule. It's it's measured in micrograms. Okay, and um, uh, the amount that they 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 need is less than you could get on the head of a of a straight pin. And uh, whereas the vitamin E, uh, you know, they would need more of that. <clears throat> and uh, so the the 
vitamin E with the inappetence, uh, not wanting to eat, um, I could see where uh, a bird that was deficient in uh, vitamin E could lead to a problem with uh, uh, rye neck uh, or or selenium deficiency uh, or any of these other vitamins for that matter because of the fact that they're not eating sufficiently, they're not getting the vitamins out of the food that they need uh, and therefore causing uh, uh, deficiencies all across the board. So uh, it can be a number of things. Uh, no one thing uh, generally is, is, is the culprit because I've seen uh, many cases where um, when we talk about Rynek that the birds um, uh, never did recover or never did fully recover even after weeks and weeks and weeks of supplementation with high doses of vitamin E and selenium. And uh, all selenium is not created equal either. A lot of the selenium you're able to buy over the counter uh, does not absorb very well, even if it's made for humans, uh, because uh, uh, selenium in large quantities can be toxic uh, to humans and animals. So, um, uh, it's 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 very very difficult to get um, uh, selenium that that uh, will absorb. We have a a water soluble form that does absorb, and uh, that's available on the website as well. If anybody ever needs it, but we've we've done things lots of times with birds. Vitamin E, uh, we've given them uh, aspirin, which helps reduce inflammation. A great product uh, to give to chickens, um, and. Um, given them the selenium, all three of those items together. We have had others that have given all three of those together uh, along with prendazone, and none of it worked. Uh, and then we've had others where you supplement with it and they seem to turn around. So it's a mixed bag, but be aware of the fact that it's there and that the selenium is only needed in a very, very small amount, but you have to have one that's going to absorb. Okay. And this goes for a lot of natural supplements, a lot of natural supplements. While we're on the subject here of this absorption, a lot of natural substances that have been talked about uh, as working, uh, if you don't have the right one that's going to absorb through the intestinal wall, you might as well leave it in the bottle, okay, because it's just not going to be uh, you know, beneficial for, for anything. But uh, the last one in this group, the uh, fat solubles, would be uh, vitamin K. Uh, and um, it does the same thing uh, in, in chickens that it does for, for, for humans. Uh, um, the lack of it is going to give you reduced clotting time, so a bird that is deficient in it and then is injured um, is going to uh, have more of an issue bleeding out, um, and uh, usually um, vitamin K supplementation is, is done by itself, uh, when people are dubbing birds to slow down the bleeding process afterward, it helps quite a bit to help the blood coagulate quicker. Um, you only need to do it for a short time, usually a, a day or so beforehand, and a day uh, of the event uh, usually takes care of it and lessens the amount of, of, of blood loss uh, uh, that uh, uh, that occurs. And then we come to hot weather. Hot weather... Um, is going to uh, give you all kinds of, of problems uh, from the standpoint that uh, birds generally have a tendency to eat less. If they eat less, that starts to lead possibly to deficiencies, uh, whether they be vitamins and or minerals. Uh, a lot of this uh, 
is more readily caused in birds that were marginal to start with. Um, so if you have birds that have been um, marginally fed or uh, or being fed a, a substandard uh, feed, and, and let me just say this, there are plenty of substandard feeds out there. Um, you know, I, I would be wanting to buy my feed from a store that had a very good high turnover um, and not from a store, a uh, feed store that uh, uh, had a very low turnover, um, one that has a lot of rodents. And, and, uh, and I know it's difficult to, for these people to control them, but they have to do something to do all this stuff. You should never buy a bag of feed uh, that's got rodent droppings on it, that's got rodent uh, uh, holes in it, uh, or even a hole in it for any purpose. Um, it's just a bad idea. So the, the quality of the feed uh, can make a big difference so that when the heat comes along and you're not prepared for it, uh, that you start to have it. doesn't mean the day of the heat that you're going to have huge problems. You certainly could with, with mortality uh, of birds that are, are not uh, uh, shaded properly and, and have enough cold uh, drinking water and, and so on. But bear this in mind, okay, this is extremely important. This is whether you, it's a human or any other animal, uh, if the bird... Uh, is dehydrating, uh, the more clear water you give it, the quicker it dehydrates. It, it dilutes out the salts, the electrolytes in the bird's system, uh, and, and uh, forces uh, additional defecation and urination uh, that isn't necessary, uh, and uh, the bird will actually dehydrate quicker. So these are times when you want to make sure that you've got your uh, electrolytes and or vitamins and electrolytes in the, in the drinking water um, on a daily basis during those those times. Um, mortality from heat stress, in my opinion, should never happen. It should never happen. It's so preventable it isn't funny. And, um, you know, we've talked in the past. I don't know what Bridget talked about. I don't listen to the shows when I'm not, you know, not on. I don't even listen to my own stuff. I hear myself talk in the office every day. That's enough. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> but... You know, uh, when, when birds' temperatures rise, um, and we've talked about this in the past, about low temperature versus high temperature, they can tolerate a lot of cold, but they can't tolerate a lot of heat. With a normal body temperature hovering around 105, 106, mortality starts at 114, 115 in that range. And depending on the bird, heavier birds go down quicker. And, uh, you know, when you look at... Uh, uh, Heavy birds being heavy feathered, Brahmas, uh, uh, Jersey Giants, uh, you know, Cochins, all these kind of birds. They're, they're wonderful, beautiful birds, but become more susceptible to these kinds of things. They need help. Uh, so you need to make places for them to stay out of the uh, direct sunlight. Um, I would withhold feed until the evening or very early in the morning before it gets hot because as they digest their food, guess what? They give off that energy from that food in the form of heat. So you're going to make the situation even worse, okay? And putting fresh water out is a nice thing, but putting it out with no vitamins or electrolytes in it is a bad thing because it's going to help them dehydrate quicker. Uh, they'll drink more of that cold water, uh, which is nice on one hand but not so good on the other. So put some vitamins electrolytes in the water. Like I said before, don't matter to me what brand you get. Get something. Have something on hand. Be prepared. And be prepared for birds that are going to... to um, uh, possibly get into a a, a, a trauma situation. <clears throat> and if you're not going to be home, you need to make sure that you have all these things done before you head out the door. 
uh, in the morning and leave them there all day in, in hot sun and everything else. So a place to get out, um, a, um, a uh, waters that have vitamins and electrolytes in it and that are cool. We can we all know about the ice packs and the plastic uh, Ziploc baggies to help ke- uh, keep them from leaking and what have you. Uh, it's a great way, uh, uh, you know, to, to make the water cool enough because as the temperature of that water rises from sitting there all day and gets close to their body temperature, they will back away from the water irregardless. So it's very, very important that you do all of these things. If you intend to keep up your egg production and your hatchability and uh, your fertility uh, and all of these things during the hot season, you need to take care of all of these issues, all of them, because soft-shelled eggs, uh, eggs that are um, rough, uh, and all these kinds of things are caused by stresses. They're caused by uh, the eggs being uh, uh, retained in the oviduct longer than necessary so that more calcium is put down. Um, I don't know if people understand it and, and know it, but it takes <clears throat> somewhere between eight and 10,000 uh, milligrams of calcium uh, being put down every day on every egg that a bird lays. It's about um, uh, a third of a gram or so uh, per hour. So if you look at 23 and a half uh, hours being spent, roughly 23, 23 and a half being spent in the shell gland alone, um, it's a lot. And if you're not supplementing and making sure that the bird has everything to put with that, the vitamins, the vitamin D3 especially, the calcium, the phosphorus, the good feed, all of these things are going to lead to trouble. That's why I say all these things are preventable. This is nothing more than good poultry management, every bit of it, from top to bottom. But I see... Uh, Every day, people talk about they lost this bird, they lost that bird. should never happen because if you're paying attention, it shouldn't happen. There are, there are many, many ways uh, around all of these uh, anomalies, and they just should not happen. And if you don't have enough uh, of these vitamins and the uh, calcium and everything, when the calcium levels in, in the bloodstream uh, get low, uh, birds, birds are not going to put down that shell like you want. And here's, an, here's more food for thought. As the bird becomes stressed and starts to pant, okay, they are losing water. Uh, everybody knows this. But if you're not replacing it with good, clean water that's fresh, that's cool, with vitamins, electrolytes in it, they're not going to retain it. So they're going to yeah. dehydrate and heat up faster. And also, you're not going to get the eggs that you want from them. Um, it's just one thing just begets another. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a, a snow fort falling apart, and it just uh, cascades down. And uh, so, you know, move some air. Yeah, I, think move some- I think today they're they're pretty darn hardy, and, and like even Maurice Patisky last time he was on talking about, uh, you know, chickens are great at, at dealing with maybe a one underlying disease, whatever. I mean, I think we were talking about, oh, gosh, what were we talking about last time, mycoplasma, I think. But you add something else on top of that, like salmonella or, or, or uh, internal parasites or something like that, then they can have mm-hmm. a tendency to go down here real quick. But they can tolerate, just like some yep. worms in a chicken's gut, like like um, we've heard on the show before. The chicken can say, okay, well, I'm going to... Um, uh, or even salmonella, okay, in, in, a, in a rude kind of way to put this, it's just like, okay, the chicken's gut says, okay, I'll let you stay here as long as you behave yourself, not to cause me problems, and I'll deal with you, you deal yep. with me, and go on happy hour and away. But you add something else in there with, like you said, the stress or the whatever, yep. then, wow. That's why you go outside a lot and say, oh, i got a dead bird. 
they seemed perfectly healthy yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I agree with you 100% because um, here's, here's food for thought. As a bird becomes overheated and it starts to either flap its wings or hold its wings out and it starts to really pant, that bird's already in trouble. Mm-hmm. It already may be too late. And when that happens, what a bird does is it diverts its blood flow to the skin level to dissipate heat through the, the, the feather follicles on the skin. And the skin itself, it's the largest organ of the body, the skin. Also to the comb and the wattles. Well, when it's diverting that blood and it's panting, it's losing calcium, it's losing uh, uh, sodium, okay, and it's losing uh, uh, potassium, all the things it needs to help hold uh, itself together. Plus, it's denying oxygen-rich, calcium-rich, potassium-rich blood to other organs of the body. And guess what happens? Those organs start to fail. That's what happens. So it's not just the fact that they're they're breathing all this air out. They are denying the necessary blood flow to other organs of the body, whether it be the liver, the kidneys, the oviduct, uh, the spleen, all of that. It's all under stress and all being denied the proper nutrients to function in order to keep going. And when you deny that, the bird gets in a, in a, in a downhill slide that's almost irreversible. And one more thing before we end this conversation here is that if you have a bird that is being stressed and you want to cool it down, you can put it in cool water, but one of the better ways to do it, you can do both at the same time if you've got some help, is to uh, gavage some cool water down its throat because cooling from the inside to the outside is technically better than cooling from the outside to the inside because you can do it quicker. Mm-hmm. And um, So either way, something's better than nothing, but if you have some help, put the bird in some cool water, get some cool water uh, 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 tube down the throat, and the bird should should recover, but um, again, I, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it's, it, it, all of this is preventable uh, and should not happen. There should not be any mortality, but there always is. I read about it on a daily basis, and I just shrug my shoulders and smack myself in the head, and say, "But don't they don't understand?" Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you that Robert Roseberry uh, says hello. Hey, tell uh, Robert I said hi. Hopefully, I'll see him in January. Hoping he can swing by. Yeah. He's listening today, and they sent me a little message to say, hey, tell Peter I said hello. I said, so hello to you too, Robert, and um, and thanks for coming on the Long show. Long-time listener. Uh, yeah, he is, really. Yeah, he's a good friend. I met him when I was on tour a couple of years ago and took me out to breakfast, the whole family, and and uh, it was awesome. It was great to, to meet him, put a face with a name and a voice, and uh, he's a really golden guy, so um, yep, long-time he listener. Is. So. Him and his wife Thank both, you. and he's, 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 he's got a son that's uh, – that's been in the military and stuff. My hat's off to him. Yep, absolutely. Hey, buddy, have a uh, wonderful uh, weekend, and I guess I won't see you back till after the fourth. So have a wonderful Independence Day. Okay, you too. Say hello to everybody. 
Will do. Take care. Thanks. Hey, that's another great episode wrapping up from uh, Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Combot Feeds. Great to have Peter on. Uh, wealth of knowledge. So proud and honored to have him on. And uh, send a shout-out, like I said, to Robert, who's tuning in today, uh, hundreds of others, and then thousands of you that will listen to the archive once it's posted here in a few minutes. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We do appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, here it's all about education, all about getting you the right information to have a healthy flock in your backyard. Uh, we're all about blogbusters. Ditch that blog and uh, get the real information from the real poultry experts. ChickenWhisperMagazine.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday right here on Blog Talk Radio. God bless everybody. <laughs>